Good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. I'm going to carry on this week uh, speaking about doors of opportunity. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to the same passage of Scripture that we read just last time, but I'm just going to read just a couple of verses here. From verse 7, it says, And to the angel of the church at Philadelphia write these things. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, who opens doors which no one can shut. And he shuts doors which no one can open. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. I love that passage of scripture and I believe it's a word for now for Citygate Church and for all of us who, who I believe God is speaking to about. And we're going to carry on this week. Um, as we covered last time, we talked about about doors of opportunity, perhaps the, the thing that happens when you go through them, what does happen, what increases in our lives. We found out that Jesus has the key to the doors. We found out that we don't ever um, judge a door by the, the surroundings, uh, you know, things going on around the door. And also God wants us to be involved in the decision of which doors to walk through. But as we carry on today, I want us to... Um, to start to think about how we actually walk through the right doors. You know what? I, I'm hungry to walk through the right doors. I want to go through the right doors that God has for me. I want to keep away from the wrong doors and I want to go through the right doors because the wrong doors are only going to bring destruction and pain into my life and into the lives of other people. But as I go through the right doors, it's going to bring increase and excellence and uh, just growth in my life and in the lives of the people around me. So to go through the right doors is really important. And I don't believe God wants us to, you know, to live some hit and miss type of an existence. He wants us to go through the right doors consistently. And so the first thing I want to say today, as we begin to, to learn how to go through the right doors, the first thing is this, and it's probably the most important one, and everything else will flow from this. The first point is this, we must develop a hearing heart. We must develop a hearing heart. Everything in life that's good comes with having understanding and insight. As we hear God's voice, we get insight into the principles of God and into the specific things that God has for our lives. The Bible says of Solomon when he became king on that night, the Bible says he gave a thousand burnt offerings and God turned up. I'm not surprised God turned up and God said, you can have anything you want. It's a blank check, Solomon, you can have anything you want. And he said this, Father, I want to have a hearing heart. I want to discern what to do and how to do it. He said, I've got a father who's just passed away. His name was David and David excelled in the things of God. And we know David heard the voice of God really clearly. The Bible says he had a heart for God and would know to do all of God's will. And there are times he inquired of God and, and God said, you'll see this and you'll hear that. And when the enemy does this and when you do that, God was really specific with David. And obviously Solomon saw that as he grew up and he said, you know what? I've seen that is the key to life is having a hearing heart. And so I want to encourage us today, you know what, the greatest thing to pray, I believe right now as God has these doors for us to walk through, is this, I want to hear God's voice. I want to know what it is that God has for me to do. You see, the things that often 
we hear from God seem foolishness to the world. And sometimes the things that seem the right thing to do in the world are absolutely foolishness in the kingdom of God. And yet so often if we don't hear the voice of God, if we don't have that accuracy and that sort of discernment in the spirit, it's very easy for us to do what everybody else thinks is okay, what everybody else thinks is the obvious thing to do. I mean, it seems crazy, you know, in God's word is the principle, if you sow, then you're going to reap. If you are generous, if you give away, then you're going to get more. That seems opposite. In the world, it's sort of, the, there's this attitude that if you scrimp and save and if you hoard and if you don't just give away, then of course you're going to get more. But actually the opposite is true. There are so many things in the kingdom of God which are opposite to how the world functions. And there are so many things in the world which is opposite to how the kingdom functions. So it's really important as we're facing open doors right now, and I believe God is opening doors of favor for each of us, God is opening doors of opportunity for each of us, they may look crazy. They may look like this is just craziness for you to walk through that door. But you know what? Don't ever judge a door by how crazy it looks to everybody else. We need to hear the voice of God on the inside. There was a conversation once with the Lord Jesus and all his disciples and he said, who do people say that I am? And they said, ah, oh, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're one of the prophets. And isn't it interesting, they all were very quick to quote what everybody else said, what everybody else would do, what everybody else would do in the middle of a pandemic what everybody else would do in the middle of a recession, what everybody else would do when people are losing their jobs, what everybody else would do when we're hard pressed on every side. It's very easy for people just, you know, to spout out what they see on TV, what they hear in the news, what they heard down the pub or what they heard in the office. Very easy for us to just say what everybody else says because of course that's the right thing to do because that's what everybody says. But one man stood out, his name was Peter, and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And I can almost hear everybody gasp and say, where did you get that from, Peter? Who have you been talking to? Nobody thinks that. No one's saying that's the right thing to do. Everybody's going down to Egypt at the time of famine. No one's staying in this land. And yet the Lord Jesus turned around to Peter and he said, Peter, that's amazing. You didn't hear from everybody else. You didn't hear with these ears. You didn't learn it from someone else. You heard the voice of God in your spirit. And he said, because of that, you're now rock-like. You're now stronger than you were before. And you know what he said to Peter? He said, I'm going to give you keys. Isn't it interesting when we hear the voice of God in the spirit, when we have a hearing heart, it gives us keys to go through doors. Now I know that was specifically for Peter and he said, you know, whatever you bind on earth, bound in heaven and I give you the keys and the kingdom of heaven is going to forcefully advance and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said all sorts of things that I believe were to do with Peter's calling as well, but the principle is still the same. When we hear God on the inside, it gives us keys to open up every door. Now I know God has opened the doors, but you get the principle here that it gives us authority to go through the doors that God has for our lives. What's the second thing that we need to understand today? The first one being that we need to have a hearing heart to know what God is saying to us in the spirit. But the second thing is this, 
Sometimes the door opens as we knock. Sometimes the door opens as we knock. Obviously the passage that we're going through is this, that God has set before us an open door. But sometimes perhaps the door you know, can be more understood as this, I set before you an unlocked door. But you still need to knock. And, and as you knock by faith, the door is going to open. See, sometimes wouldn't it be easy for every door to just be wide open? And it's just like, well, that one's wide open. We just, you know, go through. Have you ever been up to a door and tried to go through it and it's locked and you didn't know until you went to it? Or have you ever been to a door and the opposite's true where you think, I wonder if this door's locked and you try it and it's open and it's an opportunity. Well, that's sometimes how it is in the spirit. There's a parable in the Gospels where, where this lady in the middle of the night, she's going and she's knocking on the door. She's, she's, you know, she's hungry. She's trying to get bread to feed people and she's knocking and knocking. And there's other examples as well um, about knocking on doors. And the guy inside going, leave me alone. It's the middle of the night. But she knocks again. She's persistent. She perseveres. In the passage that we read, uh, you know, for the church at Philadelphia, it says you've persevered. And there's something about persevering in the face of what looks like a closed door. Sometimes as we knock, it's because God wants us to release our faith to not take no for an answer. I think about the other example in the Bible. There's this lady and she's really outside of the promises of God. She's from Syrophoenician, you know, person. And she has a daughter who is demon-possessed. And she comes up to Jesus and, um, and she says, will you come and heal my daughter? And everybody else wants her to go away. And even the Lord says something that seems to be an obstacle. And he says this, it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. Now, he wasn't being rude in that sense. He wasn't just being nasty, but he was trying to get something out of her. He was trying to get a response of faith. And sometimes, you know what, God, even though his yoke is easy and his burden is light, he doesn't want to make everything so easy that it doesn't take some grit and some determination on the inside of us for us to say, no, I'm not giving up here. I'm going to knock. Can I say, I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to not give up. In fact, that's the parable that there is there, that people should always keep praying and not grow weary, not be faint, not to give up. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I think, you know, we give up far too easily that we pray and we pray for a day and then we say, oh, it didn't change. The door didn't open. And it is an open door, but God just wants us to keep knocking. And one day, and, uh, and I believe it's very soon, he doesn't let these things go on for years, but as we knock, you know, he says, come on, I'm going to open the door now. I just wanted to see how committed you were to the breakthrough. I just wanted to see how committed you were to the advancement in your life. You see, things that are easily gained are easily lost. But if you've had to push through, if you've had to grit your teeth, and I'll get onto this a bit later in another point, but if you've had to persevere, and if you've had to knock, and if you've had to keep coming back, when you lay hold of that thing, you're never going to let go ever again in Jesus' mighty name. The third thing that we need to understand of how to go through the doors that God has for us is this. The right door that God has for us, the open door that God has for us, will never involve compromise or a contradiction of God's word. I'm going to say that again. The right door that, God has, that Almighty God has for us, the open door he's set for us, 
will never involve compromise or a contradiction of God's word. Oh, I think about I think about lives that I've been on in, in, over the years, the journey of life with, and some people, you know, are still here, and some people have gone. I'm not, I'm not talking about in Citygate Church, but just in life, and and sometimes I think a decision that was just so obvious to me that was just a contradiction of a principle of the kingdom of God was something that somebody did because it gave them an advantage financially or it gave them an advantage of buying a house somewhere or it gave them an advantage of, of getting a new job or, or perhaps you know, having a relationship that they were so hungry for and they were prepared to compromise something because they said, you know what, this is an open door. This is an opportunity. I can't not have this opportunity. I can't not walk through this door. But as you walk through the door, it means you're leaving something behind. You're compromising an area of truth of God's word or you're compromising a principle of God. You're compromising something that God has established as a principle in the church or in the kingdom of God. You know, the most important things in my life, and I don't have a priority list, I just think that God is first and everything else comes second. And as you seek God first, as you put God first, then everything else finds its place. You know what, but some things I, I absolutely have just a conviction. I will not compromise these things. I will not compromise the partnership that I have with the church that I'm involved with. It's life to me. It's, it's, it, it actually affects our eternal life. These things are so vitally, vitally important. And as I make a decision, you know, concerning my uh, future, I will always, always seek God about what that impacts my church life. Another thing that's really important is obviously family life. Now, I know there's times and seasons and people work hard and perhaps do two or three jobs to get by sometimes. And, you know, when you have a child, you, you know, you have to, you know, perhaps compromise some things. But we never compromise truth. We never compromise the principles of God. We never, ever compromise the security and the stability of family for the sake of a little bit more money or for the sake of a little bit more prestige. Come on. I believe we are responsible for the security and the strength of the family unit and we never compromise. I would never go through a door that would put me in a compromised position in my relationship with Sharon. I would never go through a door that puts me in a compromised position with my family unit. These things are too precious. They're too important. And so often people can be, you know, it's a strong word, but I'll say, you know, deceived by the glamour of life or by the opportunity that there is before them. And it causes a compromise or a contradiction of God's word. And you know what? It's never the right decision. It's never the right decision. It may look like an opportunity to increase, but the price is too great. The cost is too great. And of course, I will never, you know, step through the, a door that will compromise a relationship with God. I will never, you know, step through a door that means, well, I can't read my Bible anymore. I haven't got time for God. No, these things are established and they're vitally, vitally important. And there are little telltale signs. You know what? As, as doors open and as we have the choice, this door or that door, as doors open, how does it affect church life? How does it affect family life? And how does it affect your relationship with God? Because an open door from God will never involve a compromise or a contradiction of, the, of God's word or the principles of the kingdom. What's the next thing? 
that um, you know, we need to think about here. Point number four of this is this. As we you know, decide which doors to go through, often we need to take the first step and then just keep walking. We need to take the first step and then just keep on going. I think back to nearly 20 years ago now. Wow, <laughs> time flies. Nearly 20 years ago when I was in a time of fasting and praying and I wasn't even thinking about a building. I wasn't asking God about a building. I wasn't thinking about it. We'd gone for another church building and that didn't come through. We were only about 20 people at the time. And, you know, and I was just in a time of fasting and prayer in the January of 2001. And I just clearly heard, you know, the first point is have a hearing heart. I just clearly heard Almighty God say to me, on the inside of my life. And it's only a handful of times that I've had this clarity of word. And this was just like a word from heaven, out of the blue, right into my spirit. And, and he said, you know, to ring the Royal Mail. And that was the start of us acquiring this site. And as a result of this site, the building next door and so many other things have happened as a result of just hearing that one word from God. But you know what? I had to take the first step. And the first step, and it was an open door, it was a clear open door from God, but the first step I had to take was this, to actually telephone the Royal Mail. I had to get a book. In fact, I had to think, I think I had to, you know, to phone, you know, directory inquiries, which was 100 for those of you who remember. And I said, can you give me the telephone number, please, of the head office of the Royal Mail? And I had to, I had to take the first step. And the first step looked crazy. The first step was like, what are you doing, Melfi? This is just bananas. You're telephoning the head office of a national company and you don't even know, you know the thing you're supposed to be asking about. God didn't say it was about a building. I just started to think, I wonder if it's about a property somewhere. Uh, you know, after a couple of hours of praying or I think it was the next day. And, um, but I had to take the first step. And that first step is so often absolutely vital to what's going to happen on the journey. Even though the door is wide open, God spoke and he said, ring the Royal Mail. I've got a building for you. And then when I actually came here and it was derelict and I came through the back doors, there just happened to be somebody here on site for that one day to do some clearing up and to close certain doorways up and then to go one day out of, out of a year. And it was the day I just happened to turn up. Why? Because I took a step. And I went in and as I you know, came around this building, God clearly spoke to me and said, do everything I say and you're going to get this building. We were 30 people with no money. And this was like prime site, town centre. And everybody was after this site. The big house builders, McDonald's wanted to drive through here. So many people wanted this. It was an acre of town centre land in southeast London. We were 30 people with no money. But you know what? I took a step. And then I took another step. And then I took another step. And every step I took was another step of faith to telephone this person or to apply for this planning permission or to speak to this financial institution. But the first step was the deciding one. That was, we're going through this door. And then every other step was a step of faith. See, sometimes we take the first step 
and we think that's it. But no, there's going to be other steps. And each one is perhaps going to take a little bit more faith than the last one. And God's doing it gently, step by step. I think if he'd shown me everything that it would have been in, you know, involved at that time, it, it would have been just a huge step of faith. Now I knew what God had said. But you know what? God is really gracious and he says, take a first step. And perhaps you're online today and you're thinking, but I don't know what to do about this new business or I don't know what to do about, about this decision or that decision. And I want to encourage you today, take a first step. Just do the thing that God has told you to do and then he'll give you another piece of information and then he'll give you another instruction. And you know what? After a short time, you're going to find out that you're through the door that he's opened for you and you're in a whole new season of life. Absolutely amazing. The fifth thing that is really important is this. Don't just identify the door, discern the timing. Don't just identify the door, but discern the timing. The Lord Jesus talks about people who, who could understand the weather, the wind and the waves. And I don't know about you, sometimes we look on our phone and we're, you know, is it going to rain tomorrow? Because we want to go somewhere. It's very easy to know what's happening in the natural. But he said, how come you can't discern what's going on in the spirit? And he actually said, how come you can't discern this time? You see, to discern the timing is as important as, as discovering the door or identifying the door. You know, I talked about the building just now and, and as we got hold of this, it was only just a handful of years later and we were able to acquire the buildings next door. Another huge piece of land with these incredible buildings on there and just amazing and now that's a bit of a community thing and our kids' church and various other things. And we got all the way through to making the offer and we had, you know, the bank loan because we had this place and the asset, you know, the asset rich was just amazing. And we had, you know, the banks loved us now because we'd done all of this. Uh, it's just incredible what God did. And so we had the offer from the banks and, you know, our, our offer was the highest offer. We were just about to get it. And yet just a couple of days before the offer and before the decision that it was going to be ours, I was in a director's meeting just upstairs and God clearly spoke to me. It sounds like I hear him every day like this and I really don't, but, but clearly a word on the inside and he said, stop. And it's as if he'd identified a door for us to go through and I knew the door was God. I knew the door was another opportunity and God had opened it up and it had taken faith and we'd walked and we'd pushed and the church had partnered but I hadn't discerned the timing and I really heard God say stop and we were in the middle of a director's meeting and I just stopped the meeting and I said I'm not offering. I'm not going to buy this on Thursday and, um, and there was sort of stunned silence in the room really and so then I told the church the next Sunday, in fact, people who had given towards it or pledged, we said, you can have your money back because we're not doing this. And, um, and it sold. It sold to somebody else on the Thursday because our offer was going to be higher, so it went to the next one. And I thought, well, that's strange because I knew that was an open door. And yet God said, stop. And I didn't know about the timing thing. I just thought, well, perhaps I'd got that wrong or misheard or something like that. But actually on the inside, I knew that it was an open door. Well, go on another six or eight months or 10 months or whatever it was. And I got a phone call that said, that sale has fallen through. Do you want the building? And I said, how much? And they gave me the price, which was about a third less. And I said, no, I want it half price. And <laughs> absolutely amazing. The fact that we were obedient and we got the timing wrong earlier, and then it all opened up again. The door never shut. You see, when God opens the door, no one can shut that door. And I got the phone call and we managed to get the place 
half of the price that we were going to pay just six months earlier. We were going to pay 1.6 million and we got it eventually for just under 900,000 pounds. Absolutely amazing what God did. And it was at the time that was right and it was in the environment that was right and things had changed with who was going to use the front building. All sorts of things happened in the most amazing way. You see, I'd identified a door, but I didn't know the timing. Timing is absolutely vital. If our timing is off, then we can absolutely wreck the thing that God has for us. Now on that day, thank God I heard the voice of God that said stop. But if we had offered and we had bought it, Okay, the church wouldn't have fallen apart. Things wouldn't have happened in a, a really bad way. But you know what? God's best was just a few months later. And I want to encourage you today. Don't push too hard that you go ahead of God, but also don't drag your feet that you're hanging back when God is saying, now go. There are times when God in the Bible says, now. When he says, now's the time to run. You go for it and you fly. I believe in the spirit right now. God is speaking to Citygate Church and God is speaking to us individually and saying, now's the time to run. Now's the time to fly. We've been isolated and we've had this incredible situation for the last seven months. But you know what? There's something stirring in my spirit. Of course, we're absolutely, we are COVID compliant. We are safe. We've gone over and above. We've got air purifiers. We've got all sorts of stuff going on in the building. We really are very, very sensitive, you know, to what is required right now. But over and above that, I believe we have the word of Almighty God that says, come on, there's an open door before you and it's time to run and not be weary and not, it's time to, you know, to fly with the wings of an eagle because there is an open door of opportunity before us at this time that God is saying, come on, rise up and walk by faith and step through into the new season that I have for you. As we just sort of begin to close now, point number six is this. We've got to be prepared to fight the good fight of faith. I said last week that, you know what, even though Jesus has the keys and, you know, the, that he opens doors, there are times where the enemy, absolutely, he cannot shut any door. The Bible clearly says God opens doors, no one can shut them. See, the enemy would like to tell you that he can shut doors in your life, but he really doesn't have that ability. He doesn't have that authority. He doesn't have that power. Jesus has the keys. And he will see to it that as we're obedient, we're going to walk through the doors that he has for us. But you know what the devil can do? He can put up roadblocks. He can put up hurdles. He can put in distractions. He can put in other opinions. He can put in so many things to try to stop us as we go through the door. You see, the door's open, but I've got to get through this minefield. The door's open, but I've got to get through no man's land. The door's open, but I've got to put on the armor of God and get through this season where he's going to do everything he can to try to stop me getting through the door because he knows once I've gone through that door, my authority's increased. The blessing's increased. The harvest has increased. My relationship with God has increased. My prophetic insight is increased, which means he's more firmly under my feet. You see, we've got to be up to fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight of faith. That means it's a fight that we win. Some people are scared of the fight of faith. I want to encourage you today to be as bold as a lion. No matter what you face, as you go towards that open door, I want you to understand this. No Goliath can defeat you. No enemy can stand against you and succeed as your enemy. The Bible says no armor can withstand our 
advancing. The Bible even says that the devil and the enemy have been stripped of the armor in which they trusted. You see, there's a good fight of faith and we know that it's not always easy and it's not always, you know, we don't always just have fun on this journey. It's not a, I believe our relationship with God is life and light and fun and energy. But you know what? Some days are really tough and you just got to say, you know what? The door's open before me and there isn't going to be anything that stops me going through that open door. If God's spoken to you about a business, then you go for it. Don't let anything stop you starting what God, you know, has put on the inside of you to do. If, you know, if you're protecting your family right now, don't let anything stop you going through that open door which God has for you. The enemy's going to want to try it to stop you. Like the Apostle Paul said, there's an amazing open door before me, <clears throat> but there are also many adversaries. Don't let the adversaries stop you on your journey of victory. When you come through the other side, I love that verse in the Psalms that says this, it's as if horses have ridden all over me, but you've brought me out and into a large place of rich fulfillment and prosperity. See, God has a plan for your life. He's got good things planned for your life. But to get into those good things, we need to go through doors. And the enemy wants to stop us going through the doors. So don't let him fight the good fight of faith. Use the name of Jesus. Declare the word of God. Speak out God's word. The enemy was like a hurdle even in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he came and tempted him three times, tried to stop him in his tracks three times. And each time Jesus quoted the word of God, he said, it is written. And he defeated the attacks of the enemy and he walked back through that open door. He came out in the power of the spirit and he said, the spirit of the Lord is now upon me and he's anointed me to preach, to teach, to deliver, to heal, to open prison doors, to declare the year of the favor of the Lord. See, the enemy tried to stop him going through the door, but Jesus went through anyway. No matter what the enemy says, he's not able to stop you if you've made the decision on the inside, I'm going through that open door. Jesus has the keys. I'm going to walk right through and I'm going to come through into God's best. You know what? I want to end this time really here before we go into the new series that I'm going to be starting about how to walk in the Spirit. I want to end this sort of, you know, couple of weeks series on this. I want to speak to Citygate Church and say, Citygate Church, rise up and walk through the door. Rise up and walk through the door of opportunity that God has for us at this time. God is going to show himself strong. We are going to be amazed at the goodness of God. There was a time in the Bible where it says they were all amazed and they were just absolutely glorifying God. They extended the party another seven days. Why? Because God did things so suddenly. I don't know if God's going to do things overnight or if it's going to be a season of years. I don't know. But one thing is certain, that there is a door open before us. Jesus has the keys and he's saying, come up higher. Come through this door. Come through this door into greater authority. Come through this door into greater blessing. Come through this door into greater intimacy with me. Come through this door in, into greater prophetic insight into what's going on in your generation. Come through this door and you will experience and see things and grow in a way that you've never known before. Friend, I'm also, I'm, a, I'm very aware that I'm speaking to people today that perhaps have never made Jesus Christ Lord of their life. 
as I said last week, you know what? The Lord Jesus himself said, I am the door into the kingdom of God. I am the doorway. He said, I am the door. There's so many doors in life, but the greatest door that we all have to walk through, and you do it once, you only do it once, and that is this, to walk out of a life independent of God and into a life which is dependent upon God. See, God loves you. God's got a plan for your life. God's a good God. It's only good stuff that he's got for you. Some things are challenging and hard work, but it's good and it's, and it's, and it's growing and it's you know, developing in our lives. And actually, the life he has for us is not just about this life here on earth. It's about eternity in the place the Bible speaks so many times about, the place called heaven, where almighty God lives in all his glory. And we're going to be with him. But there's only one way to get there, and that is through the person of Jesus Christ. It's not about being religious. It's not about having a faith in a God. It's not about being a, an upright person. It's not about even doing good to people around us. It's about what have you done as far as a decision is concerned with the person of Jesus Christ. Have you received him to be your Lord, your Savior, and your friend? You see, he died on a cross in order to give you life. He died on a cross to pay the price for all the sin, all the wrong doors you've gone through, all the bad decisions you've made, all the pride, all the arrogance, all the independence of God, all the I don't need God and, you know, all of that, all of that stuff. Jesus died on the cross in order to wash all of that away, all the shame and the guilt, to wash it all away and to replace that engine on the inside of you with a brand new spirit, a brand new life on the inside. And that life will have a relationship with God. You're part of the family of God. Almighty God becomes your father. That great prayer that Jesus taught, our father who art in heaven. You can only pray that prayer if, if you said yes to Jesus and Almighty God becomes your father. Friend, I'm going to urge you, I implore you to do that today. To walk through the door. Don't stay on the outside of the door. See, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. He says, open the door. Let him come in your life will never be the same again. I'm going to pray a prayer now and I'll pray it line by line and I'm going to ask you to repeat me, uh, you know, to repeat the prayer. If you've never said yes to Jesus or perhaps you're listening to this and you know what, it's been a long time since you've really had an active relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask you to pray the prayer as well. You've already come through the door perhaps, but you know, God wants you and your relationship with him to be alive, to be exciting, to be a journey where you're going through door after door of God's will for your life. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me now. Let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, to pay the price for all of my sin. I receive you into my life as my Lord and my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I thank you for eternal life. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, 
Something amazing has just taken place on the inside of you. It happened to me in October the 8th, 1984. I received Jesus Christ as Lord. And if you've prayed that prayer out from your heart, you know, whether you understand everything about the Bible or ever have one, you know what? You're starting a journey. You've gone through a door today and it's a brand new path for your life. There's going to be other steps and other doors. Of course there are. And, you know, someone's just going to talk to you about that in just a minute. But friend, I want to talk to everybody right now. And I want to say, walk through the doors. Come on. God has opened a door for you which no one can shut. And as we walk through these doors, you know what? Let's do everything we can to make other people's lives great. And God is going to show himself strong on your behalf. Amen. God bless you. And I'll see you next time.